Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. Dairy farming has changed considerably in the last 20 years, but the consumer view of the industry has not adjusted as quickly. I'm talking with Laura Daniels, president and founder of Dairy Girl Network, also mother, wife, farmer, dairy consultant, and agriculture advocate. Laura, thank you for joining us. I'm really glad to be here. How do you balance all of these roles? Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) I've never been asked that before. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Um, So I don't... I don't really believe in balance. I believe in giving your all to what you're doing right now and then switching gears and focusing on what you need to focus on next. Um, I think it's a misnomer to think that we can put all of those different parts of our lives into neat little balanced bits. Uh, it doesn't work that way in my world. And so anyway, so that's how I balance. I just don't. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it, it is no secret that the dairy industry in the U.S. is in a crisis, along with other struggling markets in Europe and elsewhere. The National Family Farm Association, along with dozens of others, are calling for significant changes to the current system here from advocating for new markets to asking for price controls and even a quota-based system. Laura, what role does the consumer play in helping to move this industry forward and verbalizing the needs on the farm? I think that the consumer has been um, contributing to this conversation all along. And sometimes I think we forget to recognize the, the part that they have played and will continue to play. Consumers want something specific from farmers, dairy farmers, crop farmers, and it depends on who they are, what they want. And so it's our job to segment that market. And if someone wants to buy organic milk, we should produce it. If someone wants to buy grass-fed milk, I believe we should produce it. If someone wants to have confidence that the milk they buy is healthy and it came from a family farm or it came from a farm <laughs> and it came from cows, but it's it's cheap and they can feed their family for a good price, we should give that consumer that. And so I think that the consumer has been entering into this conversation for a long time. I actually think it might be the, the dairy industry that's behind when it comes to this. And I think we have to remain nimble. We have to be able to identify new markets and fill them quickly. This is something we always haven't been really, really good at, but we have to get better because the consumer is going to continue to make not demands, but requests. And I really think that's what they are. They're requests. And the sooner we fill that need, the the more milk is going to be sold in the U.S. and worldwide. When did you realize that you had a voice that could be heard? And what message motivated you to kind of get started as an advocate? Yeah. You know, I feel like I found my voice probably when I was in college. I uh, was really active with a lot of leadership. But the first time I really stepped up as an advocate or maybe even an activist, depending on how you use that term, uh, would have been Michael Pollan actually came to the campus at UW-Madison, which is my alma mater, and uh, gave a free speech. There was a statewide book club that uh, was all about one of his books, and I really felt like the full story wasn't being told. And I agreed with a lot of what Michael Pollan said, but I most certainly disagreed with part of it. And I felt like my story as a farmer 
was left out of his pages. And so I gathered together a lot of other farmers who I thought were also left out and mobilized them and had a huge impact on the discussion in Wisconsin. And that was kind of the first time that I really found my voice and realized I could use it. Do you think that your direct connection to the farm provides more credibility in a time when consumers are looking for that transparency or that missing piece? Absolutely. I feel like there is just no question about that. I think that it's important that whoever is making a decision is the one who is sharing the reasons why they have made that decision. So whether that's uh, someone on a farm who's responsible for animal care, if they're the decision maker, they are the most compelling person to tell the story. And um, sometimes that's the leadership of the farm, but it can also be the people who are side by side with the animals making those decisions day to day. But the decision making, in my mind, is what makes someone incredibly compelling. So what are you seeing that's happening in dairy um, around you on your own farm? And how does the dairy market compare today to what it was like in 2014 when it was doing really well? You know, farmers, dairy farmers, all farmers are these incredibly resilient people. And I see my neighbors digging deep. And I see them also doing a lot of research, figuring out if continuing to be a farmer is what's right for them and their family. I think in this time frame, especially in dairy right now, there are a lot of really honest conversations, hard conversations happening at the kitchen table. Uh, across uh, across the Midwest and across the nation. And I'm sad for that. I think that the answer to that needs to come from so many directions. And every little bit helps. But what my hope is, is that we don't lose some of the farmers who are uniquely positioned to meet those requests from the consumers. And right now, that is something I'm very worried about. The young farmers the people who are first generation, who put it all on the line to start farming, the ones who are farming because they believe in the values of raising their family on a farm, the ones who are doing some of those unique niche markets. If they go out of business now, it'll be harder for us to fill that need with the consumer. So that's my hope, is that they can hang on until the market is developed. And you were talking about finding new markets. Are you thinking in, in export? Are you thinking in just changing the way that milk is consumed? You know, a lot of people grew up eating cereal, but now there's more yogurt on the table. W where are you seeing the future? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think all of the above. Um, you know, we as dairy farmers have been weeding and looking to this international market. I can remember, I've been a farmer for 12 years. I can remember going to conferences even before I was farming. I was involved as a dairy cattle nutritionist. And we kept waiting for these international markets. And once they were developed, there was going to just be this skyrocketing demand for dairy products. And I feel like We've increased exports, but we haven't really seen that accelerated increase that was predicted. So I'm hoping that it's still there. I, I believe that it is. I also think that we have a great chance to increase domestic demand. 
When I go to the grocery store, I see more people buying whole milk than ever. I can't see very many people buying skim milk anymore. I know that's good for the dairy market. I also believe it's good for those families who are um, consuming that healthy fat. I happen to milk jerseys, so I'm really excited about people consuming <laughs> a lot of fat. But, um, it, you know, I think that those shifts are going to continue to create more markets for us. We just have to be nimble once again and be ready to fill it. Well, how can producers effectively educate the public about the passion that you clearly have behind dairy and um, what's needed to keep it going? Yeah. Or the health benefits or whatever you think is needed. Right. I think that consumers want to hear the, the individual stories of the people behind the care of the animals. And even though there's a lot of similarities behind our individual stories, they also want to hear the unique components of it. They want to know that the people caring for the cows and caring for the land are truly entrepreneurs who are looking for a better way to, to do the, that job every day. And that means that we have to do things differently because creativity can't come from a cookie cutter. And so the fact that I graze my cows and one of my really good friends has a, a large barn with lots of mechanical ventilation and controlled environment, both are good. Both are important for ingenuity and great new ideas generation. And so that's what I want consumers to know. That's why I'm always urging farmers to get brave and tell their story even if their voice cracks or they don't know exactly what to say. Because I find people who eat <laughs> um, to be incredibly compassionate when you are honest. And, and I think that's one of my main messages is just be honest and tell the good stuff. Say about what drives you, what your values are, because it's probably pretty similar to their values as well. How do you think they should do that? Is it going to meetings, town halls, social media, seeking out someone else that can help them tell? What do you? What's a great place to start? Yeah, I think social media is a nice place to start because it gives you the chance to kind of dip your toe in. You can create a Facebook page for your farm and just post some photos. And you don't have to do it every week. I know there's lots of really smart people in social media, and they'll tell you to gain your audience. You've got to post so often and you've got to do this a certain way. But really, it's about practice. It's about practicing telling your story. And I think social media is a good place to, like I said, get a start. However, I think what's really been underestimated are one-on-one -on -one conversations. There in Even in my rural community, we are some of the only farmers. In my kids' uh, school, class at school, they are both the only farm kid, and the, the school is in the middle of a cornfield. And so we need to remember that there are people that we can talk to, and we need to remember to tell them about what we're doing on the farm because they might not know. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was young, there were milk campaigns all over the place. Um, Got Milk was on posters, uh, on schools, uh, in libraries, and the milk mustache. Would something like this work to help the dairy industry again? And if it would, why hasn't that happened? Yeah. I really trust the, the people that we have hired to market milk, whether it's at, in our state organizations or um, the National Checkoff, which that's what their job is, is to find the best ways. 
I think they're doing some of that, but I also know that what consumers want to hear is not as universal as it once was. They really do need to break the messages down into those specific categories. And and I, that's what I see them, what what they're working on. And I, I think that's good. It's really hard to compete with dollars in comparison to other beverages and even other large food companies. And so we have to kind of make stretch our dollar when it comes to promotion, just like we have to on the farm. And so that just really shifts the importance to individual farmers getting involved and reaching their own audience. It just makes it that much more important. That's what we have as farmers that other national food conglomerates don't have are literally thousands of people who care and who can really spread that message and explain what we're doing. And so it, it puts more pressure on us, but I think that farmers are up to the charge. I really think that they're ready to do that. And they understand it's part of their responsibility is not just caring for the land and the animals and their employees, but also explaining to the public what they're doing, that uh, social license to farm is a real thing and, and farmers are believing it and they're stepping up more than ever. Laura Daniels is president and founder of Dairy Girl Network. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture. future.